Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here with episode 104 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is me, the Lone Bolt Wanderer. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. And we have a special patron guest with us today. Would you kindly introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Ala James. I have a YouTube channel uh, called Ala James Plays, and I do Skyrim and Fallout videos. Hell yeah. I'm going to search for it awesome right videos now. Awesome videos, too. Yeah, awesome videos. I'll have them linked in the description down below. We've talked a couple of times, Alan, so it's nice to have you here on the show. we got a lot of games to discuss, as always, if you want to become a part of the conversation here. On the podcast, feel free to look into contributing to the Patreon. On top of that, we have all our mobile listening links in the description down below. So, let's roll into our first topic. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, so... I'm I want to give a kudo to somebody real quick. Oh, go for it. Mm. To you. I gotta say, so this is something that... <laughs> oh, okay. um, and I don't waste my fucking time doing this. So, this is real. I was really surprised. Like, if people don't understand how much work a YouTuber does... I was I was going back and reading some of what Maddie's been talking about. So the dude's got like special websites for mobile uploads. All the, you know me, I forget links. Like I won't even link my own shit. I'll be all hmm. there's a video and people will be like, dude, what video? Oh, sorry, I forgot to make it fucking you know published or whatever. Hmm. I gotta say, dude, you you do some spectacular behind the scenes work. I was looking through our Twitter conversations with you alone and I. And it's Thank like, you. you're all you're all talking to this dude. You're like, I need art drawn so that, you know, fucking this does this and this. And I'm like, I'm happy if people show up, uh, most likely because yeah. they probably hate talking to me. But seriously, uh, bravo to you, dude, because I I just that. looking back on this stuff, um, I, I think that YouTube, we talk all about the bad shit. Mm-hmm. But there there's some pretty fucking hard workers out there. And, and you're definitely one of them. And I just wanted okay. to say that I saw it a couple days ago and I was like, I got to make sure that that Matt Maddie knows <laughs> just how much even I like appreciate that kind of shit. Don't, it's, don't it's, YouTubers it's, just play video games. Though? Yeah. Is that all they do? Yeah, they do not. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm not lying. I, I don't want to say too much else because I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. The dude like just watching all of his he's juggling like 85. And, you know, he's we talk about this because some of us are late to podcasts and stuff. And so yeah. we give each other shit. But I'm like. At the same time, if you're juggling 27 different balls, there's the occasional time you'll drop it. And it's, it's pretty wow. fucking insane. Again, the podcast, too. You guys do podcasts perfectly. Like, every hey man, single you're Friday. You're part of it. I know, but I mean, this my own shit. And you'll just be like, we're doing it on Friday. There's a nuclear holocaust due to North Korea, but we're going to do it from our bunker. <laughs> like, okay. Anyway, I didn't mean to, uh, I didn't mean to break up the conversation. No, I had fine. to say. I appreciate that. That means yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, nope. Yeah. It's always nice to hear that. But. Um, we're going to talk about, let's start off with Star Wars. It's Star Wars Celebration Weekend. I think that's a good place to lead off. Are we thinking we're going to talk a little bit about the Battlefront 2 leak first? Because by the time this is out, uh, we were talking about this behind the scenes, but for the listeners now, we record on Fridays, as you know. And so, um, by the time our discussion's out on the leak, 
the full Battlefront 2 already be revealed, so we're just going to briefly cover that. Uh, did you guys all have a chance to catch the leak? I don't know if EA actually took it down yet or not. I don't I know. Do you know what was funny? Yeah, yeah. The funniest thing about this is that I think it was the Star Wars, one Star Wars Twitter account, they made a tweet that said, Into, uh, sorry, uh, transmission intercepted, the full reveal will be out yeah, on this. Yeah. So they took full advantage of it. And, and, and I'm not going to put on that's my tinfoil hat and say that they leaked it just to get attention for it. I don't think that's the case. But yeah. they're like, you know what? That's just the small teaser. We'll make a funny tweet about it, and we'll release the full thing whenever it is. Mm-hmm. I think that was the best way you could have dealt with it. Best yeah. way. Yeah, I agree. But that that's what made me put on my tinfoil hat. Because at first I was like, oh, it's just a leak. <laughs> and then they were like, full trailer. I'm like, did you guys plan for a leak? And say like, yo, we got this full thing to show them. And like, conveniently, the shorter version leaked. That's when I put on the hat. Maddie, was Maddie, like, you, the you remember fuck? exactly what Shinobi said, who, if no one knows who Shinobi is, he's pretty much this notorious leaker in the games industry. Mm-hmm. But Shinobi is like invited to game events and he pretty much said that they they tell me shit right like hey shinobi we have this man i don't know what you want to do with information <laughs> uh yeah they they do he's he's different than i think like a lot of other people like he's not pr but he is now yeah. like they, uh, he's even told me that on my podcast and here on your guys's like he's like yeah they 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 will inform me he's like a fan that <laughs> became a leaker that became a fan leaker that became yeah. pr press sort of you know, like, they're just the guy he goes to to say like, "Hey, if you want to just let this word out." out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Hey, guess what's going on? Oh, what, what do you think, Alan, of the actual teaser, Alan? What do you think about it? I think it looks stunning. I mean, it's mm-hmm. quite obvious that they're focusing on space rather than you know the planets, planet-based wars or battles. Mm. Um, but hopefully, they actually listen to the community this time and actually do Have space battles properly. Yeah, it sounds well. Like, yeah, campaign as well. Three developers in on this game. I think Motive's doing the campaign, and Criterion's helping with that. And then obviously Dice is doing the multiplayer. It's a lot of hands in the, the cookie jar here, which kind of gets me nervous because sometimes all those different creative minds, you just can't all be on the same wavelength. So that's the only thing that really does concern me. But uh, from what we saw from the leak, all eras, I was stunned. I was fucking stunned. I expected them to have the old, the original trilogy. And the new era of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the CIS. What the fuck? I, I did not expect that at all. That blew me away. I was really excited mm. about that. Not even going to lie. I, I'm the first to say I was so disappointed with the first Battlefront. But this definitely did reignite some excitement that I didn't think I had in me when I saw them take me by surprise and say, like, yeah, there's all eras. You know, you see Darth Maul, Yoda. It was wild. I, I, I was really taken back by that. I mean, they I, don't really have a. Um an excuse to you know balls this exactly. up because yeah after the backlash they had in the first battlefront <laughs> i mean you know you're gonna have to get your shit together at some point well yeah it just it sounds too mm. good to be true in my opinion you know it's like everyone's like oh we want campaigns oh we want the the all entire eras we want space battles and it's it's like where's the sacrifice gonna be made i'd imagine it's gonna be in the campaign just because it's a well it's not gonna be by dice but still it's a campaign evolving uh, dice yeah. so you you wonder I'm not going to Jade, Jade Raymond's first campaign after Assassin's Creed. So it's her company visceral. doing it, isn't, isn't it not? Yeah. Uh, this morning when we talked, somebody had said it was Jade Raymond. Um, it, either way, well, let's say it's well, let's say it's either one. Okay. Because um, I, I I don't want to look up the internet while we're trying to use mm-hmm. bandwidth here. But um, yeah. if it's if it's either one, you were saying that you're a little worried that maybe um you know like they won't connect. I'm yeah. sort of happy about that, and here's why. Campaigns in many of these games feel like multiplayer with bots. 
So I want yeah. it to not be connected. This I want it to be like, here's your single player motherfuckers. This is Titanfall two, but longer. Like this is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Titanfall mm-hmm. two was way too short for me as a single yeah, player. Me too. Yeah, so if they, yeah. So imagine, imagine if they're like, yeah, it is going to be different because it's going to be. You're going to get almost two games for one. I'm, and I know what you meant. You didn't necessarily mean that. You just mm-hmm. meant, you know, interconnectedness. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I know what you meant. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Um, I, w- I'm not that impressed by the trailer at all. Like, I'm happy they're doing the eras, but CGI slash yeah, this yeah, that's, footage, that's and then they at. switch over subtly, and I'm just like, yeah, that's that's what I was going to get at. Is the the biggest no no in my book was, and I, I made a little wish list for the reveal, and I was like. Please just show gameplay. I was like, right. we're kind of done with the CGI's. It's the oh wow, wow, you know. Okay, that's great. I want to see what I'm going to be playing, and then it brings up the same argument that happened in 2015, where you got them saying, oh, it's an engine. It looks pretty close to that. It's like, well, it's still mm. not the game. I don't care if it's in engine or whatever the hell you're going to call it. Just show the damn gameplay. And I know that builds up the hype for E3, but EA's almost entirely pulled out of E3. They got that EA Play thing now, and yeah. they just let the, the consumers go and decide for themselves, and YouTubers spread the word. And I mean, obviously, you have the big media sites covering it, too, but it's a lot different than how it used to be, where you wonder why they hold those cards closer to their chest, especially with the release that's happening in November. You know, it's interesting that you, we kind of talked about that on one of the other podcasts where we said, you know, don't start off with a CGI trailer. Have it be like the, the third trailer or the fourth trailer yeah. to yeah. kind of say, here's point. just like a, a, a random cool looking trailer that'll be great Probably for right TV back. spots. It'll be, it'll be great for other YouTube advertising. But mm-hmm. obviously the people that really watched the first trailer are hardcore fans of the game, most likely. They want to see gameplay. Second one, they'll want to see a different kind of trailer. And then give us your fancy CGI. You know, yeah. give us a trailer that will, you know, I guess, how would you describe it? it? Just make it look like a real-life version of the game. I think you made a good point when you said Fallout 4 did it well, because I never thought of it that way, that you see the game, and then you're like, what would it look like in real life? And then Fallout yeah, 4's live-action yeah. trailer, it's like, oh, that's that's exactly what I thought of. So I think it's a good way of doing it that you, you don't really uh, come to grips with until it happens. Well, what, I, I always stand? like me a nice CGI trailer. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious where you stand on CGI trailers versus gameplay. Um, well, as long as it conveys a message about mm-hmm. what you're going to play, okay. then I don't really have that strong of an opinion on it. But looking at the trailer, it does show uh, that they are going to you know, focus on space battles. Yeah. Um, so as long Star as it conveys a message. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I don't know. I don't really have any strong opinions about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of state space battles. I mean, for me, I'm not trying to speak for everyone when I say this. I was one of the people who didn't really care that space battles were gone because I thought they were pretty shitty in the original Battlefront games, Ooh. if I'm brutally honest. I, I really... Okay, they, they were <laughs> very much just... Uh, how do I describe it? Simple. They were, I wouldn't even say simple because the, the premise of Battlefront back then was pretty simple too. It was more so that I felt it could have been better. And sure. when you saw the take from DICE with the space battles, it didn't seem like that much more. Um, I like the idea of infiltrating the ship and you go to the core and you, you destroy it. That was cool. But there, it just always felt like a piece was missing where I was like not really that hurt with them being missing, I thought they fit well yeah. in Galactic Conquest, where you'd clash ships as you're all going around conquering planets, and finally both ships meet up, and it's like, now you've got a space battle. That made right. sense, and that's why I like them. 
but uh, in the terms of them missing in Battlefront 1, I really wasn't that sore about it, but to see them taking that in consideration for fans who do like them is good. I do hope, but I doubt they will bring back Galactic Conquest. That would be that would be insane, though. I, I can't imagine they do it, because that, I was, uh, that would sound like a stretch and thin, in my opinion, but... Oh, you mean the amount of features would be that would stretch yeah, resources? Like I just I couldn't imagine that. That would that would be like Battlefront two back then, where you got the campaign, even though it was kind of like the movies. Uh, you got the Galactic Conquest, and you had the multiplayer uh, or instant action at that point in time. Uh, I just I cannot imagine that, and it's kind of sad that's how games have become nowadays. But I think it's because they're more expensive, and I'd rather a more focused single player story that's good. And then maybe down the line, if they could possibly add in as DLC a Galactic Conquest, because that would actually be a good feature to add, because it would be like a new entire yeah. mode for the game. Mode. You know, it wouldn't just yeah. be maps and new heroes, which I know is a good premise in DLC platform. But yeah, that's just my overall thoughts. Yeah, it bothers me because, um, like, I, we've talked, you and I have talked about this before. Whenever you buy a sequel, you sort of hope the sequel has the bare minimum that the title before it had. And mm. what I don't want to do with Star Wars Battlefront 2, the two-inning, is buy it and have it have <laughs> have less of, of what the original had. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, VR, the VR missions that they later uh-huh. put in, I would really like to see them, you know, if you tested it with, with your original, and now that PSVR is doing okay, I'd like to see them branch out and say we're adding a little bit here for that they don't necessarily need to have everything that the dlc and all this shit added to number one but i'm really tired of the madden 2006 through 2018 style of gameplay sequels that we see a lot of times where the next title resets you back in not only features but gameplay right and Mm -hmm. and i get what people are going to say they're going to be like whoa that's that's a huge amount of work in a smaller time correct like yes that's correct. So go that's do it. I don't. Is, that's the more point. Time developing. Yeah, mm. I would. I, I'm really. I'm crossing my fingers that we see a, at least most of the areas that are, were in one all be touched on in two, and you don't feel like you're getting one point five. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Was that the reason I expect two to be bigger is because one was clearly the the framework building. It was so obvious that yeah, right. Especially after the game came out, I was like, okay, they were building a framework for a bunch of future titles here. And that's why I expect two to be really big, like lots of maps, lots of sure. heroes and stuff. Because and especially now you got multiple developers. Like now, Dice isn't really spreading themselves thin. They can go all in on the multiplayer and sure. let the other developers focus on the single player stuff, where they can go all in on that. So it can be a pretty sizable game, I'd imagine, or much bigger in the first one. More importantly, because yeah. yeah, it, it mm-hmm. should you'd imagine carry what was in the first one over into right. the second one. That wouldn't make much sense to just leave that behind. Right. Not just the iconic planets, but like, you know, I hope they don't ditch the Rogue One stuff. You know, that's that was an amazing movie, and a lot of people mm. like the DLC for that. Fantastic movie, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, why would you ditch that? At least that's just, at this point in time, what we know so far. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Star Wars in general, how about the Last Jedi trailer? <sighs> Beautiful. I watched that. You haven't watched Actually, it? I have watched that, yeah. Oh, my. Oh. I'm, I'm, searching, I'm searching it right now. I don't know, because... like... Um, I mean, it was a trailer, I guess, but like yeah. it was just the um, idea that it's another Star Wars movie. I, oh, I agree. Okay. Well, it, yeah, of course. I the, get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, the thing that really got me though, I was like, this feels uh, a lot more grim, so to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that typical John Williams music in the background? Right. As you know, you see signs of hope. It was like 
Doc. We saw a lot of struggle in the trailer, and um, it didn't really depict much of what was happening, which I'm glad they were listening, because apparently, I didn't watch many trailers for uh, The Force Awakens, uh, but apparently there were some major spoilers in that, and it seemed like they were trying to avoid that with The Last Jedi, um, especially because there was the thing... And it got ruined for me, sadly, through the comments. Uh, I, remember, uh, I remember to this day, yeah, I remember to this day reading a Mets so article. Just like it was an injury update, and someone put it in the comments there. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like, what someone, they put in the comments? The, the end or something? The, uh, the like the big twist turn, what happened with Han Solo. And, oh. and they literally said what happened there. And like it was like a quick little comment. So it wasn't Dude. like I could like stop reading halfway. I was just like, why put this on an article about a sports team? You fuck. No, 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 no. Matt, Maddie, like, no joke. Anytime there's a major movie or something that comes out, I will avoid not just like I guess yeah. a movie specific all, Facebook all or, or Twitter follow. <laughs> no, anything yeah, because even unique. going through your Facebook uh, timeline, you you'll just look at random comments and then random people just just to be fuckheads, right? Mm. They'll just yeah. uh, on a dies. random meme, <laughs> they'll, they'll post a spoiler of a movie just that just came out, and you're like, I was going to watch yeah. that this weekend, and it's not like someone can say, "Well, get off the internet," because you weren't looking for that. You were just on your Facebook, right? right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, People that it's like it. that in The uh, Walking Dead. I I like oh. and favorite a lot oh, of no. things on. Oh no! No, 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 no yeah, well, go on. I, I know what you're getting at. Though I've had that, that show spoiled <laughs> yeah. for me when I used I to like watch a, it. I like and favorite a lot of things related to Walking Dead on Facebook. Yeah, and I couldn't watch The Walking Dead until a few days later, but I I had to. Like avoid Facebook completely, otherwise it will just like, spoil. Like the plague. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I do on YouTube, but I'm excited for a game. I don't watch videos on the game because then they'll pop up in my recommended section where I can't avoid them, yep. and it'll be like, yeah. the ending for this game, I'm like, no, do not show me that. I don't want to see Why that. so-and-so dies, and you're like, yeah. wait, why did you say that in the title? Exactly. Like, I've seen that too, like, uh, seven ways in which so-and-so died in this title and why it matters, <laughs> and you're all, okay, dick. Why, yeah. why? Why would you? Ever yeah, why? Why put it in the fucking title? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they say. do it. It's yeah. I, I don't know. It's Blows it's pretty away. shitty of people, but it does pop up a lot. Yeah. But uh, uh, as for the trailer, Lowen, did you watch it? Here, I want to get your hot take on it. I. It, it does look a little bit more dark, mm-hmm. like like you said. But, um, I I I am looking forward to it, and, and I'll watch it. Right, but you know me. I'm just. I'm not like this Star Wars fanatic. Uh, I'm just like you know. What? It's it's a good movie. I'll, I'll enjoy it for what it was. Um, I I I think so my favorite Star That's Wars. What you're telling me right? No, no, no. I'm I'm about to tell you right now. <laughs> um, my favorite Star Wars movie was. See, I don't even know, know the fucking name of it. The 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 recent one, the one where Awakens <laughs> or Rogue One. No, Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One. I was gonna say Rogue One. That was Rogue that was one. a that was a fucking fantastic. That was movie. a phenomenal. Yeah. fucking film and, and you know what you know what it was it was the it was the diverse cast of characters it was just the way it ended fucking mm. fantastic yeah ah yeah, i'd watch that again any day of the week i agree yeah that, that was a fantastic movie um yeah but it, the last jedi it, it looks interesting i'm not like that's what i do with star wars though is that i don't watch many trailers because i i love the universe so much i'm not like a fanatic like there are people out there who read like every star wars comic every book you know they know so much oh, yeah. about it because they grew up with it we're kind of in that era now where we have people who were alive when star wars uh first began and it's like i kind of was i grew up with the, the prequel generation and uh so i didn't have like the best intro and now i'm kind of living like the more glorious days of Star Wars. So it's interesting to see everyone's takes, but what I was getting on to was that 
yeah, I, I this will probably be the only trailer I watch for The Last Jedi, just to get, like, a, a feel for the tone. So, like, now when I go into the theaters on December, I'm going to expect something a little dark. But you, you know what the problem is, and this is fucking with happening with most movies nowadays. You, when you watch a trailer, you, you expect not to be spoiled mm-hmm. of the movie. You expect yeah. the, for them to show the, you the best bits, but I swear sometimes nowadays they're showing you this mini version of the entire fucking movie, and you're like... Why, 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 did, watching why trailers. did you show me that? And never, I, ladies and gentlemen, never watch launch trailers. Never. It is oh, literally I, a a fucking summary of the story. You're yeah, about it's to a play. timeline. Yeah. Like, never, you, you know, you know what annoyed me? It. I, it didn't really annoy me, but I, I guess it did somewhat. Uh, with Thor Ragnarok, it showed the bit with uh, showing fucking the Hulk, and I'm just like, you know what? I get, I get why you showed the Hulk in the trailer, mm-hmm. but. That would have come across so much better by surprise in the cinema. It really would have. Yeah. I, and, and I get it from a marketing then, what I'm perspective. Saying, then, like review, it's fine. I think it, I get it, but I also think it would also be more effective if you heard reviewers go and like, "Oh, dude, this surprise character appears, and oh my gosh, it'll excite so many fans." That gets me in in the seats. Not seeing yeah. him there. I, tell you I the truth, the Hulk had an I, awful movie. Like that doesn't put me in the uh, seats knowing he's there. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that there's two different groups of fans, too, because the people I know don't read reviews, so they would never see that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it may be poignant to them if it happens, but I know a lot of people, now that that's become a meme already, he's a guy I know from work, is literally on shirts already. So (laughs) I think I I get what you mean, but boy, did that pay off for them. Like marketing, like Lowe and and, again, just doesn't like it. You know, from a marketing perspective, if I was in their shoes, I would have done the same. Yeah, it's epic. And that's why I hate it. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I, I will say when it happened, it's one of the rare times I've I don't I don't really laugh most of the time at one liners. Like, I'm like, OK, whatever. That actually caused me to because his excitement when he looks at screen and he's like, it's OK. He's a guy I know from where. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then, and then they go and fight oh. anyways. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. like and, and I just loved it when he's like, yes. And everybody. Is it's sort like, of like, what the what, fuck? What? Oh, dude, it was. It, it, and and I'm gonna be honest. The last Thor, I like Thor. It didn't wow me. So this looks, yeah. you know, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy rubbed off so hard on this that there's gonna be some contact shedding. But seriously, mm-hmm. there was a, there was enough in this that I really like. I mean, they changed a lot to make it feel like Guardians of the Galaxy, um, yeah. which is okay. I know some people don't like that, but I'm excited for it. I'm excited yeah, I mean, for I that. Got a lot of movie catching up to do. I haven't seen yeah. Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. Have not seen any you, Thor what? movies. <laughs> no, the Galaxy. Got, the got galaxy, me. Bro. I gotta got see me. Captain America: Civil War. Like I got. Like I said, I have a lot. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I don't have to tell you guys. None of us are going to argue. Yes, you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is on our list? Loan, you were pretty hyped about the Nintendo Switch stuff. I saw your tweets. Oh man, there's just so many games. Oh, fuck, I've closed it. I'll get it back up. But yeah, so there was a Nintendo Switch Direct the other day, and it just showed a bunch of new games for the Switch. That obviously with the Switch game, I've put about. I'm sure many other people are like this, right? I put about seventy hours plus into Breath of the Wild. But this is the time where, all right, I'm. I'm Somewhat getting towards the end of it, even though the, the game doesn't really end. What's coming next? You know, what other games are going to be released on this console? And 
Jesus Christ, they, they seem to be doing a pretty good job. And bearing in mind that they've sold almost a million copies or units of the Nintendo Switch. They've sold in the more U- units of Breath of the Wild than the Switch itself. That, Did you that ever see? My mind. People yeah. are buying games seemingly without buying the fucking console. Yeah. Maybe they're like just buying GTA Five. Yeah. Yeah. Like Smart GTA Five still sells stupid. There well. are some <laughs> games that like you got to think. Has anyone ever thought of buying a game twice? I'm not even kidding. I've considered yeah, when, I, when I like a game so much, like I want to support the developer, give them a little more. I've considered at times like buying it twice. I own four versions of Oxenfree. I own yeah. every version of that, but rare, rare. I've, For example, I've, bought, I've bought Kotor a million and one times. So, oh well, me too. Yeah. I, so bought, like, I bought four, four like like I have three different copies of it, and oh. I bought it twice. Right, so I got the the review copy. I bought the Xbox One uh, collector's edition to get the Pip Boy. And then yeah, I, sure. I with, with the fucking the nuke version, I think Fallout Four comes with that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, but yeah, 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 I'm not too sure. Oh, um, wait, Fallout Four but, doesn't come with the anthology now. I okay. yeah, but I know what you're talking about because I got it on PC for review, then I bought the collector's edition for uh, PS4. Yeah. Well, Alan, that, do, that, do you do you buy I, multiple uh, versions, Alan? Um, I bought about three versions for, of Fallout Four. One for my PC. <laughs> and, <laughs> One uh, for my Xbox, and I've got one collector's edition for the Xbox One oh, sealed. The way it goes, um, right? Sealed. So, You're going to resell you know, that hope... damn scalper? <laughs> yeah, hopefully it might be worth something, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. it's it's fun because um, recently they discontinued the mini NES, and I actually got one. So, so they've stopped making this console, even though it... Every time it sold, it just sold out. Yeah, it's, so it's stupid. It's a weird decision to me. But like, anyways, back to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, so the games that they released. So Mario Kart, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is coming on the 28th of, of April. Ultra Street Fighter 2 is coming. Minecraft is coming, which I'm really fucking <laughs> excited about. You've got a couple <laughs> new Sonic Minecraft. games. Um, shut up, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> what system um, isn't that on, though? Like... <laughs> We you got Minecraft, it's so does my phone, phone. Okay, so but does my what, computer, so does every system? fucking console. The Vita what has system, it. What system do we currently have, aside from the Vita, because no one likes that, do we have where you can play proper Minecraft on the go, aside from your phone? Like, if you, have you ever tried to play... <laughs> yeah, but no one, can, no one has a Vita, Maddie. Like, I'm just saying, though. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, in terms of like, popular, recent, new consoles... What what console? What unit can you play Edition Minecraft? Is actually, pretty popular. I'm not saying that just to, to play. No, 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 no. And it's I, popular. But have you tried to play Pocket Edition on your phone yeah, or your, I or your iPad? When I was in like, it's like middle, I want to say middle school or junior high, something like that. And I remember how yeah, fucking bad it was. I was just bored yeah, on really the bus. I was like, this is it's terrible. Controls. It, it like it's shit. So I I'm looking yeah. forward to just having a, a handheld bus, right? experience of Minecraft using a controller, right? Um, but the thing that I wanted to mention is that Payday Two is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Fucking Payday Two. Now this is, I think, important because this is a game that culture-wise doesn't necessarily fit what Nintendo used to be about, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. I guess to an extent, Bayonetta doesn't really either. But it seems like Nintendo is starting to bring. Like, and really actually starting to get the, the support of third parties, even if the game itself doesn't necessarily fit the culture of what Nintendo used to be like. Mm-hmm. So we're getting Payday 2. I, I, I'm not going to be surprised if we start to see more and more third-party games announced for this, for this system. 
Um, it seems to be doing well. There, there is a solid lineup coming for the for the Switch, and I'm and I'm really looking yeah, forward to it. I, add the, I, add I the saw virtual a console. picture or something like that. It's like they have a first party game for like every month for the rest of the year, or something along those lines. Um, it's like they just need to get the third party support, and they'll be good to go. It's it's literally They're doing all that. They need. No, and, so and, and I think that's, that's definitely the, the good news. You know what I mean? So, and, and there's a bunch of other games that I didn't mention as well. That they've got Monopoly coming, I guess, if you like that. Puyo Puyo <laughs> Tetris. Manager Nerd made a good point on Twitter. He was like, can you even play a whole game of Monopoly with the Switch's battery life? I was like, oh, fuck. I never and without, that. like, clocking your family members with a controller. Like, fuck it! Stop <laughs> stealing money! Well, you can't really do that. But anyway. I saw um, there was this game called NBA Playgrounds. And I think that's coming to the Switch. Oh, dude. That I game, loved NBA Playgrounds. Did well, you, didn't love it. I liked it. It came. Mm. Did it come out already? No, it was on the. Uh, I think it was Xbox 360. If you're talking about the one that had the slightly uh, weird skew to its to its camera, it was uh, play. There was uh, NBA Playgrounds and one other one. Oh, I'm interesting because there's a new or a, maybe it might I, be a port. Maybe it's a port. I don't know. I it's some new one or something like that that's coming. Let out me look this month. It is NBA Playgrounds, right? Yeah, that's, that's what, what you it's think? called. And like it, it does have like the the tiny players with the big heads they do like crazy dunks and shit yeah yeah it's like nba jam and all that stuff but yeah i heard that was coming to the switch and that really i was like ooh, i'd love to play like nba street on the go fuck yeah yeah i was pretty hyped when i heard that but um you know i, I guess the i think i'm wrong sorry is that no, the switch is getting support it's selling well um, I, I think the, the first month sales in the U.S. for the Nintendo Switch were on par relatively to the Xbox One and a little bit lower than the PS4. So this console is selling just as well as the PS4 and Xbox One yeah, did. It just needs legs. Um, at least in the U.S. And, and, and I, I think it's getting there, to be honest, Maddie. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's getting these games. The next game that I'm going to pick up is Mario Kart. And again, this I know a lot of people probably played Mario Kart 8, but... Remember that this is a console that's meant to win back old-time fans that probably haven't played Mario Kart 8. Yeah. So I'm looking at this not having played the Wii U and thinking... Well, yeah, as that's I was going to say, not awesome. many people own the Wii U. I was surprised that Nintendo didn't port more games from the Wii U over to the Switch, right. knowing that almost undoubtedly it would be more successful than the Wii U. That's, that's where the virtual console comes into yeah. it. So or the I, eShop. I was or whatever for that. I mean, that definitely caught my attention uh, more than I think uh, a lot of people... or For more people than I think others will give it credit for is that yeah like when i heard oh mario kart 8's coming out this month i was like you know i haven't played it uh you know i've been yeah. dabbling in zelda um i, I want to beat persona before i beat anything else right now and uh so like for me that's my next step is, is zelda but then it's like nice to know that after that i'll have another thing to hop into on my switch and um yeah. especially because i like mario kart i mean I, last time i played it i was dating a girl it. and i got i got fucking embarrassed i don't know where the talent came from she didn't play, but she fucking wiped the floor at me. So that was the last Whoop time I played. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. It, it was some shit. I was like, where the fuck? But I got I got dusted. <laughs> it was so some shit. It was really bad. I was like, all right, I and I stopped playing from that point onward. So to recover my ego here, I think I need to pick up eight deluxe. And wait, uh, you, you stopped playing? No, no, I'm kidding. Just I, I never played after that. And, like it just happened. It wasn't like I was actually damaged from the happen like the events, but. I, Coincidentally, that's the last time I remember playing. Because I have like I downstairs, I have it. It's like the fucking wheel and everything for the Wii. That was oh, the wow. last. Yeah, that was the last Mario Kart I played. Which I don't know which that was, but yeah. So I'm I'm I've had enough time in between to actually be excited to play. It is what I was getting at, really. Yeah, Alan, do you have a do you have a Switch? 
No, I wouldn't touch it, to be honest. Whoa. Um, oh, whoa, they're well, guess what? Shit. Guess what? Why I not? own one, and I got to be honest, I don't remember being this disappointed in a console. Yeah. Like, Come on. I, it, Come um, on. <laughs> no, the, the thing we talked about last time with the hand, uh, the thumbstick thing on yeah, the right, yeah, yeah. like all that stuff, is it's, it's one of those systems that I'm disappointed because it could have been. There, there are so many little issues with it that um, some people what, pass what, by what it and exactly you love though? it. It's everything. The control, the performance, the battery life, the recharge speed. It, there is literally not a single positive about that without a negative attached directly to it. And that bothers me. And the reason why it bothers mm-hmm. me is because they had a chance to knock it out of the park despite it selling well. The thing is, a lot of shitty things sell well, which I'm not saying the Switch is. But I'm saying we can't look at, at, at sales and immediately <laughs> think that's awesome. Um, it's just it's uh, it's just ultimately insanely disappointing, and it's because I thought it was going to do all these other. I'm glad for the games because I have it, and right now it's disappointing. That doesn't mean in six months I'm not going to love it. Like that yeah. happens. Um, mm-hmm. But right now there is so many negatives that the one good game doesn't do anything for me. Um, I guess what you you're know. saying is, and, and especially when the negatives go down to hardware, like for instance. When I'm playing Breath of the Wild, there are still, even after two patches, there are still frame rate issues when you have it docked. Right. And those are very, very apparent, especially when you're switching from handheld to, to TV mode. Exactly. So when, when there are issues like that and the shape of the controller and, and the, the charging speed, even though that's down to the, to the dock, those things can't necessarily be fixed you know, um, unless I release a different revision of the console. Like yeah. with frame rate issues, you, you can't have the games run. Like, you can only optimize so much before you're like, you know what, the, the actual specs of this hardware just aren't good enough. Or you um, do a patch and do an optimization, and you say you can run it at 720p docked, and it's going to run at, at a locked frame rate. Honestly, I'd prefer that. I, I would so prefer would I... playing 720 Because right now, it's just going from 720p to 900p and having frame drops. And I'm like, well, exactly. what's the difference in between 720p and 900p? Really, it's nothing. I'd, yeah, a little I'd bit prefer of a more smoother experience. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Hmm. So, yeah, so again, I'm not saying it's shitty. I'm saying for me and what I'm yeah. getting from it and all that, it is, it, it's by far that, the that, largest disappointment. That's fair enough. That's, yeah. And that's my hope is that in, in six months we're all talking and I'm like, it's my number one system. I mean, it's totally possible. That's just, you know, each and again, system. It, it, it always comes down to the games. I think even yeah. if, a, if a system is a little bit underpowered and it's a little bit shitty or whatever it is, so long as there's good games on there, man, sure. like I, most people yeah, are going to be happy I with like it. Look at the PS3. I didn't like it that much when it came out, and by the right. end of that generation, I it was the only system I used because they started giving yeah. really good games to it and they started getting even support to the Xbox in the sense of like you'd look at the Xbox. And 360 and the PS3, and it was always like something was wrong with the PS3 version. It was like a little clunky or a lot slower. Yeah. It just felt yeah. off. But yeah. Save game corruption. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Skyrim is one of the best examples. That was fucking awful. I never even touched Skyrim on the PS3. And so I look at that and how, you know, eventually they got their act together and it ended up being better. It's not like Nintendo's act isn't together. It's more so that to tag on to what Carrick said that, yeah, like down the line, it could be something really special. Right now, I'm content sure. just because I haven't beat zelda but i know i'm i want to say in the minority but i'm sure most people who bought a switch did not get distracted with persona and start playing that yeah, instead right right yeah but you, and the thing is you never really beat zelda like this is so yeah, much just finish the main story play enough to feel content something along those lines 
It's like I always feel weird with with open world games because I always try as much as I can leave some missions in the main story to always push me along like mm-hmm. very very slowly. Yeah. Like I, I I'm not like a kind of guy that will play the fucking main mission straight away and say, all right now now I'll keep playing the game. I always like to have it at the back of my head, mind and say at least I have this one main mission quest to go. And then I can just do other stuff to, to occupy yeah, my time. The main story is kind of like keeping you going, and yeah, you fill it all out. You don't like to go back for the side stuff. Is that what you're saying? Right. I I, I hate finishing a main quest and then just doing side quests. That that yeah, to really. me, I lose all motivation. For That's me, what I, I do. Yeah, I so, because a, some, a main quest. I always found it rewarding because sometimes like you'll be really attached to the game in a way where you want more of that universe, and you'll be like, oh, thank God, I have some side quests left. Like I just want to soak in the experience and, and do a little more in here before I go. You know, that that's how I feel at least. Because um, some games, yeah. and it's effective, some games will like cut you off like that and it'll be like, oh right. man, like I, I just, I need to yeah. do a second playthrough and it's really effective. Um, I think like, right, Persona well, 4 is good in that way. I but, wanted to well, see what Alad, yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to see. So he said he didn't want to, or he wouldn't touch it, right, Alad? Is that what you said? Like, you're, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not right, for you? Yeah. It, no. Uh, Explain. Explain yourself. Uh. You're under. You're in. You're, you're in court. <laughs> you're, you're under oath, Alan. <laughs> like, what do you think? What's what bothers well, you? It's basically what Lone said. Like, the games don't interest me, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I can see the draw to Nintendo games, like like the fun games to play, but it's just mm-hmm. not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I I like my PC games. I you know I enjoy PC games and the complexity and just the Nintendo just doesn't give that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it really it's down to content for you, right? Yeah, practically. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Makes sense. W- would you ever consider picking one up if there was more third party support for th- for this thing or not? Uh, I'd have to see something first before you know picking one up. I'd would say. there be a, a killer game? Switch? Like, yeah, <laughs> if there was one game that would out of the block make you buy a switch and so you could play it on the go etc sure. is there a game and what would it be uh state of decay 2 wow that's my man best, yeah. best visitor <laughs> ever wow. yeah. yeah fair enough that's a good choice i'm gonna yeah. tell you right if state of decay 2 comes out on switch somehow magically uh i would literally probably play it more on the switch like that would be <laughs> yeah, so cool to just anywhere play. Oh That'd man! Awesome. Let's talk about that a little bit because I know Alec, you were you were talking to me one time saying you you were thinking about making like a State of Decay two wish list and Carrick, I know you're all over it and I just want to hear your thoughts on the recent developments of it because I know there's been some news popping up, um, something about I want to say an open world maybe. Uh, they, sure. Yeah. So what they um, did was um, they they basically took the original map. They're going to have three maps that are around that size. So it's not really open world. It's more like Walking Dead, you know how each series they're in a oh, new yeah. a new city. I guess okay. is the way you describe it. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit like Number One, where you could technically go back to the same city, but it pretended like it was a new place. Mm-hmm. This will be three that are larger than the original spot, um, and that are different towns completely. And so what they did was they were saying in their blog post they were trying to be pretty cagey, but then in their comments they sort of gave some data away. They're they're basically making it a lot like. Um, not episodes, but each town's going to have a distinct different feel to it. A small town to small town to maybe bigger town, it sounds like. And yeah. um, the stuff that they've got for it, it just, you guys know, man, I, yeah. that game is 
so when so we're talking good. when we're talking the, the the map size, we'll call it. Um, are you talking about like okay, for example, when you start off in da- State of Decay one, you're in that small town. Are they talking bigger than that, or if you combine, they're talking like all bigger, of them, like the military right, camp, no. and everything. So in the first place, when you start State of Decay, and you can do all those quests, you can play the entire game in the original. That each map will be bigger than that original game map. Okay. So and there's huge. three maps, right? Okay. And there's three maps, and each yeah. map has a distinct flavor, as they're saying, that involves moving your people, just like you did in State of Decay 1, where you could move bases, and they would indicate that you moved and, and, and all this stuff. So mm. pretty big maps, to be honest. That sounds interesting, actually. What about you, Ayla? Did you, I mean, is there something about it that, like, just you're really interested in for State of Decay 2? Um, well, I like the, the base-building aspect of State of Decay, yeah. Um, I feel like State of, State of Decay really knows what I want because I watched Walking Dead a lot. I really like the survival <laughs> aspect of right. you know a zombie apocalypse. You know, I don't really care about ah oh, what cool way I can kill a zombie with a so you know like disco rising. ball. Yeah, but yeah, I hate I, I hate that game really. Okay. Because yeah, right. I'm, I'm in agreement. I mean, there's just. You know, there's, there's two no... takes on zombie slaying. It's it's more realistic survivalist experience, or the like you said, the disco over ball the top. Crushing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, it goes back to when I played Daisy. You know, mm-hmm. it's quite realistic. It, it immerses you yeah. in the universe, and you know, I just, you know, I like those types of games that are complex and not just yes. disco ball crushing, zombie killing. No, I, I I feel exact. Oh, yeah, similar to that with with Dead Rising. After a while, I don't care how cool the fucking weapons are. Killing zombies just gets boring. It, it, when that's the only pull factor to the game, and I'm not saying necessarily Dead Rising is because I haven't played it properly to to make that conclusion. It but is. yeah, so <laughs> w- w- when when you're talking about games that uh, have zombies in them, I I am a bigger fan of the survival aspect, and base building is a part of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I, I mean, I like Dead Rising. It's not like amazing, but I, I call it a junk food game. It's yeah. one of those games where you're in a party yeah. with friends or something online. I mean, and you're you're just talking. Let about me pull out my st- my Dead Rising game. Let's yeah, play it's it. like I don't need. It's just like I don't need to focus on this. You know, I'm just gonna hit a button and watch gore and see what I can. Mix that's and true. Match. Yeah. It's well, it's true. Call of Duty Battlefield. I mean, that's what it is. It's just exactly two different right. style of games, like. In the same it's genre. a game you can yeah. play at a party with music blazing. You yeah, don't really right. need to listen to what's going on. Yeah. Versus yeah, State of Decay, where if the dude sneaks up on you, there's a good chance. Something you're Dead Rising. They always try to tell this serious story. It's. I just wonder what the. Fuck it is are funny. You yeah. Doing um, it yeah. Could, contradicts everything the game does. Do you know what it's like, Maddie? It's like they got the 1980s hard rock uh, movie video directors, and they asked them to make <laughs> b- stories. I'm not lying. Like, when you play it, you're playing Dead Rising 4, which I loved. I, I like all the Dead Rising... Well, I didn't love it, but I like all the Dead Rising games for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But at the time, you're like, what the fuck is... What? Yeah. It's like, turn it up to 11, man. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I, get, I, I get it, I guess. And then, and then I enjoy that, but I totally see why somebody like... Uh, you know, you guys are like, eh, it's not really for me. It's a little too, um, it's a little too one-sided where you, it's all about just uh, how you kill. And I, and I get that. Um, I like that we have both to choose from. Oh, no, mm-hmm. agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, what that's was the other game? Left, Left for Dead, is it? That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Left for like Dead. Hard mode. There, there's a game called well, Earthfall. It, it, yeah. Talked about that a little bit. And that's kind of like a more uh, current Left for Dead so to say, not in the terms of the game setting and timeline, but what like, is it? It's called Earthfall. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's basically Left 4 Dead, and I don't know well, when it's coming out, but it looks it looks awesome. I played it. And then you have Dying Light, too, right? Yeah. You dying, played that, Eddie. Yeah, Dying Light was it, awesome. Dying Light, it was... Those types of games give me hope for, Light, for yeah. zombie games, because anytime you hear a zombie, you're like, mm, you know, Myth. how, I was like, uh, how compelling... We, I, it's not that it's bad, it's just like you wonder how compelling can it be when it's been yeah, done right. so many times. And I, you can say the same about a lot of franchises and, and themes. Almost any now. But you know, almost any. Yeah, 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 it's right. about the creator take they have and, and for example in dying light you're free running you're using a fucking grappling hook zipping across the city so i have a question yeah. for you maddie do you see then state of decay dead rising dead island and dying light that's how i see it dead a- island dead island like i love but it's the shallow good. just yeah. just shallow stupid shooting and then you have dying light which is parkour and a little bit more intelligence needed uh yeah. or i won't say intelligence people will take that wrong um, a little bit more attention I don't needed. Like Dying Light. What are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah. I, I As he's playing this game, what the fuck, man? Because I mean, yeah. I love uh, in a guilty pleasure kind of way. I like um, Dead Island um, because it's it's like it's clearly uh, very clunky, very buggy, but you can see underneath it all is actually like a pretty cool game. Uh, at least oh, for its time game. when I played it, I don't think I don't think it's aged that well. But overall, I like it a lot. It's just that, yeah, you, you look at Dying Light, it's like, this is what I expected Dead Island to be, this more polished, um, exciting formula yeah. with, with that same weapon crafting and stuff. So it's, it's great do, stuff. Do you know what I think? It, like, and I guess we can close on this with the zombies discussion, mm-hmm. but I think any game that's just zombies and mindlessly kill, killing zombies needs to be co-op. Mm-hmm. That, that's, I think, without yeah, a doubt. Because if you're on your own doing that, it's fucking boring. Yeah, except, except for some reason, Dead Rising 4 got rid of it. Still shocked they haven't like added it in as DLC or a free update. Like, hey, co-op campaign, come play this game. Nope, they were just like co-op campaign games are dying, like, and, sh- and it breaks my heart. Yeah, I could talk except about that for an hour. L- luckily enough, um, hopefully Microsoft's leading the charge because they said from now on, like they're doing co-op and multiplayer uh, local on a- every Halo moving forward because people were so angry about Five not having yeah. it. Yeah, so. If Microsoft is pushing for it, let's hope others... That's good. You know, and, and we've talked about this. Developers don't want to do it because it makes their systems look like shit. I mean, mm-hmm. they talk about it openly. They're like, it's a lot to draw. If you have one person throwing a grenade and another person fucking shooting an RPG and they're all fighting people, it's really hard to draw it well and make it yeah. run at a good like, frame rate. Mm-hmm. So yeah. makes I like it. I, I agree with, with Loan. It's going away, but I hope that these companies are now starting to see that there's a huge market for it. Yeah. And, Honestly, and, that's why I want Borderlands 3. Because it's like one of the the only games that really does it well nowadays. I'm, I'm sure they're like so. going to have it too, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, can't wait. Other topic that I think is really something worth discussing is the Prey demo. They confirmed that a week before launch will be a demo for gamers to play uh, awesome. for Prey, and they did the you same. You played thing. it, haven't you, Maddie? Yes, we've. I think all yeah. of us. I yeah. played it. I know Lone, you played it. Carrick, have you played Prey? Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. So it's. Um, I'm excited about that because I, I like how Bethesda is starting to bring back demos again. They started it with Doom. I think they did it for Dishonored 2, and I like that. I think demos offer a lot of value because it, it, we talked about this a couple of shows ago, and we were like, demos are dying. I don't. I, I remember specifically the last game I bought because of a demo, which was um, Kingdoms of Amalur. That's how long ago it was. Nowadays, wow. it's more of the actual going on youtube if you're really into it i'm saying most people just share word of mouth but like if you're really researching it's usually go on youtube read a review from ign or GameSpot, so on yeah that type of stuff 
So to see Bethesda starting to roll back and say, like, here's an hour demo. Try the game out for yourself. See if you like it. Um, I really like that because what it allows gamers to start doing again, which I think uh, people have become too reliant on others' opinions instead of thinking for themselves, is play the game yourself and decide, is this worth my money? I got a taste of this. Do I want more? Sure, you can't get the whole idea of it, but was that enough for you to say, I want to spend my money on this? Eh, I wasn't that impressed. I'm going to hold off on it. That's, I think, a good move to let, you know, because now you could even do it on top of the research you do. Let me watch a review. Then I'm going to test this out myself. And then yeah. you make it a, a really informed decision. So I, I give Bethesda a thumbs up on that move, personally. Yeah, there's there's something I want to mention, too. Um, so when the demo was released, obviously it's just PS4 and Xbox One, not PC. Now, that video where they released the demo, or they announced it, rather, mm-hmm. has a lot of thumbs down because people are saying it's not being released on PC why like that's going to be indi- an indication mm-hmm. of a bad port again and problems like i have heard someone tag me in a reddit post he said i just went and tested prey yeah my reddit post and I, I checked it out and he said game exploration fantastic port was shit and then like there's a comment you know below what it who said like oh wait my port wasn't that bad and when i that's played personally i wasn't i didn't have that much struggles and loan i don't know how your recent testing went so I, 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 again, yeah, I played it just this week, right? And w- whether it's down to them having really good PCs there because they look like good PCs, but the ports there were good. Now, there, there were, like, I'll be honest, there were instances where when you would just enter a room and as soon as you did, there was an instant frame drop and you noticed that straight away, but then it picked up back again. But I, I, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I, at least on the PCs that we played, and again, PC configurations differ, it, it, even between Bethesda doing these different events, um, I didn't have those issues with that PC version. Like I even did with the first time I played the first hour of the game with the demo, because there were issues there too, but they seem to have improved upon it. And that's important because this was more towards, like, it wasn't right at the start of the game. So this was a, a somewhat, let's say somewhat in the, in the early game, it was running relatively well. But again, we don't know whether that's down to the having really good PCs or, or whatnot. But it is interesting because someone commented on my recent Prey Impressions video. They said, well, maybe they're not get, doing a PC port because they don't want data miners to mine the game. That's a reason, maybe. I don't know. That's but possible. at least I mean, with my experience, the port wasn't bad. Every single Fallout 4 DLC leaked. I never, like, I know it's, it's I think it's a good example just because it's Bethesda, but I was never concerned about missing the news for a DLC like I was like before Fallout yeah. 4 came out because I knew data miners would hack and find or whatever the word is hack or yeah. fucking whatever I don't know I'm not into that type of shit but they'd find the information and it would come out long before an announcement happened it was inevitable because they could just yeah. dig into the information and you'd see like concept art models file names just that would give away everything uh, it was all right there, and it was unavoidable because Bethesda would, I think, have like a framework or a patch involved to prepare yeah. the entire game to add the DLC in. It, it was just it was something they couldn't dance around. So you do wonder if the same will happen for Prey, yeah. which I think I they, they might be though, taking a, a greater consideration for because it seems pretty, for an arcade game pretty yeah. narrative focused. Now, now I will say though, I know I'm taking up a lot of the discussion, but I'm not saying that. That's definitely the reason of, of data mining and stuff because I, I, I will be the first to admit that because this is an arcane game, you know, same developers behind Dishonored 2. My Dishonored 2 different PC studio, version is a different studio, but, you know, same engines or, or you know, yeah. essentially, right? So 
my yeah. Dishonored 2 port on my PC was sh- it, it was shit for, for lack oh, of a better term. Thank like, God somebody else was saying that. So yeah, and, and, and I can't I can't hide from that, right? I, yeah. I, when I still play the game weeks or months after release, that I would have to change the the textures to like low in order for for there not to be frame drops, especially in outdoor areas. And I eventually I stopped playing that game because there were those issues, even after several patches. So I, I do understand why people are concerned with there not being a PC demo for Prey. Because at least, you know, you, you say it is arcane, it's different studios or whatever it is, but it's still arcane. It's still based on the Dishonored engine, from, from my knowledge. So I can see why people are concerned. I, I'm it definitely not going to deny that. It should that. be. Dishonored too. I didn't have issues with it on my PC when I reviewed it. But um, a lot of people did. But the same yeah, thing I happened to me did. with Fallout 4. A lot of people had problems. I really did not. So I, yeah, I was bugged. That's why bugged I get freak. nervous when I review on PC. It's a lot easier, I always say, to review on consoles because <laughs> it's like I don't have to say anything about the PC port because, like I yeah. said, I can have a very smooth bug-free experience like I, like I did with Fallout 4. I know it's hard to fucking believe. No issues. But there were people bugging out there like, holy fuck, this game's broken, man. Like I, yeah. And I'll see videos. I'm like, whoa. You know, I didn't have any mm. of this. It, it, that's the shitty part about it, though, is a lot of it's circumstantial. You don't know how those bugs trigger, and, and the games become more and more vast. You see more of that. So, well, what, what do you think, Alan? Are, are you actually yeah, looking forward to Prey? Are you concerned about potential bad PC ports? Um, well, usually I usually play um, games like that on the Xbox on the console. Mm. Um, but Prey isn't uh, a game I would traditionally be interested in. But having that demo lets me actually try the game first without you know putting yeah. a upfront investment. Um, so it gives a chance for the consumer to make their mind up on the game that they might not be sure about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. You know, you, you, can, you have to be happy about that, that they're, you know, they, it shows confidence in their product that they're willing to do that. Yes. Well, at, at least with the, with the console versions, right? We, we don't know the specific reason about PC. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Um... Yeah, what's great is obviously, yeah, they, they put the decision in consumers' hands, and I think that's commendable. I, I'm just, It's a shame that you have to commend it in a way, because it's like, it should be it sort used of to happen norm. all the time. Yeah, well, look at happen. Microsoft. They now have the self-refunds, mm-hmm. and people are like, it's weird that we're celebrating that, because it's a fucking refund. Why are we celebrating refunds? But well, well, no, they're, I, behind, I, I they're do... behind the scenes on a couple things, or behind the I, I, behind I do the disagree with that, because this, it's... You disagree you that always... it's good? No, no, not that <laughs> it's good. That it's, he's like, it's, holy it's something. shit. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that you could always get refunds on Xbox One. You could always do it on PS4. You could always do yeah. it on PC slash Steam, <laughs> right? It's just now the system that's there. It's You can get a refund on any game within the first two hours, regardless of whether it's broken or not. That It's that specific feature that goes above and beyond law. It goes above and beyond, I guess, anything that a, that a publisher legal wise is expected to do so that's that's a different initiative like i guess people were saying well you're giving us refunds now that's stupid but they've always had refunds it's just now a much more streamlined process and no, i think a, what the what i'm seeing is people just sort of laughing at celebrating the more streamlined process when okay in, fair in the end it yeah. probably should have been that way day one and especially because i'm a big fan of some of these guys refunds and i'm not so much on others um, I personally think it's awesome. Like, I think yeah. it's huge. Oh, but I also great, yeah. have to question how it works with Bethesda's demo. Because if I play an hour of Prey, will that hour account for an hour of my purchase time as well? And then if I only get an hour into Prey, that's mm-hmm. two hours. Now I can't return it. What if the second hour I don't like? Like, there's a couple little weird things that are going to mm-hmm. happen 
when it comes to demos. Yeah. 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 And I'm really interested in seeing that because what I was going to bring up is how exciting it is that we are getting uh, some consumer based like backup there. I I think that demos and and self refunds, that's two steps in incredibly the right direction. And and you know what I'm going to say? And this is not me bullshitting. This is thanks to Australia. The, the reason why Steam oh, brought in a refund system... Okay, so now he's going to say kangaroos and refund systems No, 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 listen, listen, listen. <laughs> so the reason why Steam has the uh, refund system it does now is because oh, they right. were sued by yes. the Australian Consumer Competition Co- mm. Committee or whatever the fuck it's called, the ACCC. They were sued mm. by the ACCC. Steam brought in a refund system. It, there's no surprise now that Microsoft's bringing the exact same system that Steam has. It's even the same playtime of two hours what, you know, yeah, you within which so you can special. get a refund. We, it's fucking us, bro. Is that, Oz, is, Aussies, is that what you man. wanted to hear? Is that what you wanted That's to hear? That's exactly what I wanted to hear. How awesome you guys are. Thank you, Australians. <laughs> Thank you. Australia You're welcome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 awesome. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, I'm so I'm so stoked. I hope PSN or PS or PS4, sorry, follows that mm. um, tact and switch okay. everybody. I think they will. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'd like to see demos start becoming a popularized thing because I I remember so fondly getting the magazine with the demo disc, popping it yeah. in and trying out a bunch of games and deciding which ones I wanted to look into buying. You know, I've found some of my favorite games while I was growing up through demo discs. And right. I feel like over time, as we've all noticed, that demos have faded out in exchange for reviews and uh, visual content coverage, which you know, I guess is a good thing. But in, in, in a way, it's just it's obvious, you know, getting your hands on the game before launch and deciding for yourself if it's worth it is fantastic. No matter yeah, who you it's, are, it's always better because it it doesn't matter who whose review you read or watch or whatever it is, even if it's someone you follow for a while, that there is no replacement for you playing well, the game. This yourself. does worry. One thing with me is, let's say Bethesda makes this a, a trope. They're like, okay, every game we want to do like the first hour. What yeah. I don't want is that first hour to be a fucking front home load. run, yeah, front, front load, load and like a yeah. like a Mafia Three, like oh my god, right. amazing. Yeah. In the beginning, yeah. you're front loading. And then it tapers off. Um, no, we see that I, with E3 I, as well. We'll see the E3 demo level incredible, and when you pick up the final product, every level is like hey, this is pretty good. And then you play that E3 level, you're like, this is exponentially in every way, shape, <laughs> and form fucking better yeah. than what I've played. And I know why. It's because a million people saw this level. So yeah. that's what I'm afraid of with demos. Is there? I mean, I get it. You want to sell the product. You want to convince them this is worth it. And for some demos, it'll be, this is a sample of the entire game where what you're playing will be equivalent to enjoyment. Yeah, we'll be there for the rest of the title and we'll get even better. But, awesome. But how do you, how do you manage that? Because I, I, I'm not saying yeah, that you're saying game. this. <laughs> no, no, I, I know that. But, like, I, I, in terms of the front-loading argument, mm. like, I, I don't want to say that, like, I guess you're, what you're saying is the entire game should be reflective of the first hour, right, as opposed to... Well, like, don't make the first hour as good as the rest of the like. As like, is that much better than the rest example. of the game? Um, I don't, I, I don't. I'm not calling Persona Five a front loader, but in a way, yeah. I, I'd say like, and Carrie Gillan, I'm talking about. You know, it's it, it, what's one thing that's special about Persona is you'll get these animated cutscenes, and they're they're really detailed. They bring the characters uh, much more to life. And in the first couple of hours in pers- every Persona game, you, you see so many animated cutscenes, and it really gets you in there. But as the game goes Fair on, the, the 10th, 20th, 30th, 40th hour, you don't really see them as much. 
Yeah. And you could argue that is a bit of front loading. And I could I, yeah. I could totally understand. Um, um but what I'm saying is that's the type of thing I'm talking about. You know, you see these flashy yeah. productions and all that stuff, and when you pick it up those yeah. next couple hours, wow, they're really not letting up. And then you get deeper and deeper and deeper, you're like, okay, there's a little bit less of this stuff, which I for example, Persona Five, that didn't impact me at all because I know how those games work. But yeah. I'm just saying that could be a good example of what I mean by that. There, there's a couple ways to fix it too. So you talk to any developers, and I'm, I'm sure we've all heard it at least through the grapevine that they hate making demos for E3 because mm. it takes oh, you know six to eight so weeks time. of time. Well, that's six to eight weeks. What what Maddie is saying is six to eight weeks extra time got spent on whatever they're showing you. And so that yep. level has six or eight weeks of extra polish. And that's absolutely correct. Now, some developers will say that they even that out. But I think we all know that that might be yeah. difficult because as development gets into that end time anyway, it's hard to, to balance. So yeah. uh, I think there's that. And then I think the fact that um, the front loading has become a real thing. Um, there's a couple games that I've called out where I really, truly believe that they've been front-loaded for quick looks. And it, it disgusts me. I've even talked to some of the developers of the companies. I'm like, I can't, you can't tell me it's not being front-loaded. It, it, Mafia, I'm sorry. Mafia 3 was fucking front-loaded <laughs> like a bitch. And I want to kick somebody in the balls because of how front-loaded <laughs> that is. And, and so Very I great. love the idea of a demo, right? I love the idea of reviews. Yeah. I love the ideas uh, uh, and the re- refunds. I think these are all a good yeah. stepping stone. But for me personally, it's nowhere near done. There, there needs to be, there needs to be some pretty serious stuff on the consumer side um, that protects them, especially PC owners. Like it's crazy as a PC owner where I can have a different experience dramatically. Yeah. It looks sounds like Lone and I had a good experience, but dramatically than let's say Maddie and I'm mm-hmm. that it needs to. They need to figure that shit out prior. It has to start fucking happening, or you're going to have a consumer backlash. And we've already got and, little and you bits know what of the one. The interesting thing is, is because. Like I and I can under, understand why people would say this. If you say, "Well, you're only doing a demo over the first hour. What happens when I get into the middle of the game and it's broken?" Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, you know, to, uh, on the converse of that, I don't think you can ever or should you ever do a demo, a demo that's more than the first hour. Not more than the first hour, but you mean in a the different middle? segment of the game or in the middle because that's fucking terrible. That would spoil yeah. the game. You yeah. you can't have a demo that's anything but the first segment of the game. Yeah. You can't yeah, just no, be dropped in the middle that. because that's stupid. So mm-hmm. it, there's a balance that needs to be made here. For sure. For sure. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to see a... Even, how, how, how many times have you guys seen this where they'll show a trailer of a video game and you'll be like, that fucking power is not first level. Like, yeah. they'll be like, I'm destroying the world. And you're all, yeah. Uh, uh, matter that's of fact, like what's the, the Jedi game quarters. where he stops the fucking Star Destroyer? Oh, or he stops yeah. The, and, uh, um, and, uh, not Force Awakens. Holy crap. Force, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, okay, wait, what's going on here? And uh, I mean, that first you know, one, you do do some insane stuff beginning to end. Like when you, you're uh, true. assassinating true. that one Jedi, I forgot his name, the blind guy. And you like dive out of the fucking Star Destroyer and you're like plummeting down to a planet. <laughs> At some epic. point, you're like, why does everybody else suck compared to this dude? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this guy's like emperor level. Game. Yeah. But um, last topic we have, and we're, we're a little short on time, is the uh, Project Scorpio dev kits. Mm. I, I didn't know much about this at all. I know, Lone, you brought it up. Or was it Carrick? I was uh, I think um, it, No, I was going to say, so uh, Project Scorpio dev kits were, well, after the whole technical announcement release mm-hmm. by, uh, what's it called? You're, you're a gamer, Digital Foundry. Um, they talked about, Xbox ideas, talked about the dev kits. And we actually saw pictures of the dev kits. 
um, for the Project Scorpio. And and I think that they look cool. And, and they raised an interesting point about how the dev kits actually have twice the RAM. They're actually wow. stronger than what the Project Scorpio will, will be. And the reason for that is because apparently, anyways, according to Phil Spencer, it's much easier for a developer to make the game high, like, at a higher performance level and scale down and yeah. instead of going opposite. And, and it's pretty cool because at the front of the dev kit, you've got like the frames per second that the game is running at. You have this switch where you can instantly change the, the project, the, the dev kit from running at the higher performance to running at the, to the, the stock Xbox One and then yeah. to the Project wow. Scorpio's release. Cool. So it's, it was just kind of cool to, to, to know about that development. That is yeah, cool. It's got, it's got um, 12 gigabytes versus 8, right? Um, or wait, mm-hmm. it's got 24 versus 12, I'm sorry. 24 versus 12, yeah. And exactly. then uh, it's got some more CUs, which um, computational units. It, I will say one thing, because I know some developers sort of hee-hawed about Phil Spencer's comment. It, it is true that all development kits are more powerful. Uh, everyone. Yeah. There, there has, but what Phil Spencer has been talking about is Microsoft. And, mic- I mean, hats off to Microsoft. They've actually got a couple things that are unique. And one of those is to go in there and look at the you know, restrictions on Xbox One games, why they were having issues, and, and sort of looking at the way the SKU works and the ease. You know, you talk to a QA guy, and he's like, the mm. ability to push a button and switch between versions or whatever is pretty insane. Like, it, that, that anything that helps the development. Um, I, think it, I think it's cool. I, I do have to ask you guys, though, when you saw the look of it, um, I, I think I said in our, in our tweets, I was like, you know what? I wonder if this is sort of just going to be the way it looks because no, they want to keep no the way. S they want to keep the S look. They've said that. <laughs> so it's like, that is an S slash X. Like, yeah. will they do the white with the black and separate it and just be like, cause it's going to be called the Xbox elite. We already know. We'll, that. we'll, we'll ask, oh, no. we'll ask Alan. What do you, what do you, Alan, have you seen the project, the, the Scorpio dev kits? And do you think the final console is going to look like that? Um, well, I had a look today awesome. and yeah, I, I really like the look of the, um, the dev kits. Um, I wow, think okay. there'll be, probably d- some differentiations between you know the dev kits and the the finished product uh, but if they stick with white and you know the black as you were saying i'd be i'd be happy as my yeah, my xbox one is white at the minute oh so yeah, you have the xbox now. one kind of looks, like looks like a vcr <laughs> <It does. laughs> no, i guess that's what uh, people yeah. made jokes about with the xbox one originally they were <laughs> like yeah it was a vcr <laughs> Yeah. So this, this is a question that I want to ask. We can start with Alad and then move on. So this is me as someone with an Xbox One, the, the, the day one edition, in fact, so it's a bit slow at the moment, and a PC. I just, I would love to be able to pick up the Project Scorpio, but I can't justify the purchase yet because I barely play my Xbox One. I usually play PC games because most games that are on the Xbox One are available on PC. Is, is anyone going to buy this console? I will, definitely. Okay. Yeah. But you have a PC and you have an Xbox One, so what's the incentive there? Just the graphics? Um, yeah, I'd say the graphics. And well, I've bought a, a 4K television, so I oh, know nice. I've already got that already. So I think I can justify buying the Scorpio for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I just really like the concept of the Scorpio itself. Mm-hmm. Mm. But would you, would you have purchased it if you hadn't had? previously purchased a 4k tv um like would you go out because a lot of people don't have a 4k tv would you go out for the project scorpio and say i'm going to buy the scorpio and a 4k tv even though i have a piece pc sorry and even though i have a previous xbox one like is, is that enough of a draw factor no not really i wouldn't say that but um you know it's just a coincidence that i had a tv and you know yeah 
it was coming out. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it justifies you know a 4K TV and a Scorpio. I mean, 4K yeah. TVs go quite expensive now, don't they? Yeah, I think. I mean, I mean, when you look at it, uh, it it's there's the HDR issue, which a lot of monitors don't do it. I think there's two that have been announced that are even going to do HDR. So I know a lot of people have a PC, but they want to see HDR. So it's like, oh, I can buy an Xbox One S or a PS4 and do that. So you have that. You additionally have the fact that 1080p games are all going to be downscaled from 4K. And if you've seen downscaled, it's insane. Like, there, there is no anti-aliasing that equals a downscaled title. So that'll be an improvement on a 1080 TV. For me... And, and everybody I know who's buying one or who is thinking about getting one, um, it's really a situation also that Microsoft has some really unique things that, that aren't at this time being mimicked, uh, including like a, a fairly robust backwards compatibility that, uh, that if good. it's going to be even better on the Scorpio, then there's a thought of that. The, I told you guys last time, the filtering, it sounds like a small issue, but everybody I talk to about it's like, it sounds dumb. But filtering and built-in stuff like that matters when you can play an old game and it suddenly has filtering when it didn't before or it had bilinear. And, mm-hmm. and so you have little things that all sort of crop up. It's different than the PS4, which is like we have power and independent games. I'm sorry, not independent, exclusive. And then you have like the Scorpio where it's like, no, we're, we're not going to have exclusive games. Neither does the Pro. But um, we're going to perform the best on third-party games and we're going to improve distinctly what you have currently. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and then the fact is, and I told Maddie this, I think it has to be a mistake. I can't believe Microsoft allows this. But the ability to buy Gears of War and play one copy on your Xbox against your PC in the same room is, I just don't know how they let that happen. Like, to me, financially. Why, well, because financially, right, it's right. so surprising yeah. for Microsoft to be like, Merry Christmas, free $50 game. But <laughs> they do it with all their <laughs> games. And that kind of stuff matters. So for, for folks like him and I who have an Xbox One and a PC, I have invited friends over many times and been able to play on the same copy of a game against each other. That's, that's a huge draw for some people. Not yeah. everybody. That, that, that is a Budgeting. huge draw. And it, it makes sense because if it's a digital game, right, mm-hmm. then the, I, I don't see there being any reason why for the sa- for the one person that buys the same digital game for you b- not being able to play it on your different platforms even if it's at the same time i i get why like I- if it was a physical version because it actually costs more to create to a physical copy of the sure. game to manufacture it to ship it etc then that makes sense but if it's a digital copy where they're just spinning out a digital code it's not that simple mind you but i think that does yeah. make sense I like it. I, I'm blown away by it. I still think it's. I still think Microsoft's going to send out an email and be like, "We didn't realize that everybody was just going to buy one." <laughs> I mean, it just it's it's not what we normally see from a company. Mm. To be honest, yeah. For me, I I guess the way I view it is a, a little more simplistic. It's just I hear the idea of it's going to run games in a much better fashion. It's going to be less issues, and it's like you want to be on top of the most powerful consoles and. and it's like I look at it versus the PS4 Pro as well, and I think the PS4 Pro is a joke. I just I don't see any really? reason okay. as a owner of a PS4 in upgrading and spending another four hundred dollars, four fifty. I'm sorry, I think it is on it. Whereas the Scorpio, it seems like these are actual big steps forward where I could at least justify not only in comparison but alone uh, to buy that system, depending on the price, I guess. But like oh, Eric yeah. said, I don't mean to just tag on to what he said but it, it kind of was how i was feeling is that you know it, it's really adding on to what they have been doing you know a, a better uh more improved backwards compatibility 
and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Um, you know, because I have a 1080p TV, so for me, I'm actually unless I upgrade, I'm probably not going to be playing on 4K. So for me to to have that downscaled improvement is also going to be pretty awesome as well. So I'll have a different take on it. But overall, for me, it always boils down to the games, and that's how I feel about it. Is that okay? The games are going to be better. They're going to run better, and that's genuine. It's not like the PS4 Pro where sometimes you'll have games that run worse than on the. And I get why, Kara, because we talked about it and how they try yeah. to put more in there. So sometimes it does run worse. But it's like I want that powerful system that still runs the game at a competent level. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, what's most enough. appealing to me. Yeah, and do you know what's really scary? Like people I talk to will say. Uh, you know, things like, well, it doesn't matter about third-party games. And I'll be like, uh, when you bought your PS4 day one, it mattered about third-party games because there oh, wasn't a lot of exclusives. Did, so yeah. you can't really wake up and pretend that you have a different argument, you know, six months later. It's not really the way it works. And mm. so some people are third-party fans. Some people are exclusive fans. Some people are a, a mix of both. Um, I wouldn't mm. go so far as to say I feel the pro is a is is a joke, but I will say that um, <laughs> it, it certainly... It's it's a mid step, I guess, and the software behind it doesn't seem to have. Microsoft is doing well from a failure. How about mm-hmm. that? Microsoft yeah. has always been very good at going, "Whoa, we fucked up. Mm-hmm. What do we do to fix this?" And I like the fact that Microsoft feels challenged and is threatened. I think it's the, a, it's, the best Microsoft this is, is a literally Microsoft. <laughs> this is literally the best uh, exemplification of competition being better for consumers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like th- this is why a free market is so important. I mean, let, let's yeah. let's not beat around the bush. PS4 is kicking ass. Sony is kicking ass, and I don't think and the Xbox One will be. It, it wouldn't be half the console that it is today. And this is someone that's purchased it day one and see how it's improved with right. backwards compat, etc. It wouldn't be half the console it is today if PS4 wasn't the console that it was. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think that's the easiest way of saying it. It's like, that's, that's what's great, though. Like, the PS3 had yeah. issues. 360 had its issues. Red Ring. They, they've oh, all had their issues. God, but I was look so at, paranoid look at the that way... I used to have a fan set up right next to my Xbox <laughs> right, but, yeah. going. Yeah, I'm wrap, not even wrap kidding. a towel around yeah, your 360. Because I did not but want it. Because I, I, it was the only system I had for a while. I was like, i got to keep this thing alive. I've had it for a while. It used to sit on the bottom and get covered in dust. That's why we have a vacuum chamber in, er, in, in the fucking Xbox One Scorpio mm-hmm. or Elite. Uh, those kind of improvements, and you and you know Sony's looking at those and going, okay, like um, yeah. we got to. And, and unfortunately, my PS4 is an overheating, loud turbo fan of a monster. It sounds like I'm sitting next to a goddamn, you know, turbine half the time. <laughs> yeah. so my hope is that they do the same thing, you know, and they look and they go, okay, if if this is working for for Microsoft, let's let's maybe look at that for us. And I, it is. It as Lone said, it's 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 the best example. Of all of us, um, we wouldn't get the refunds, I don't think. Even even if Australia is sending an army of kangaroos towards the United States, <laughs> I think Microsoft would have said, okay, let's do the refunds. I think he's right. I think competition caused that. Competition caused Phil Spencer to say we need backwards compatibility if it works. I, mm-hmm. we wouldn't, I mean, we wouldn't have it. We wouldn't have half the stuff we have. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, it's more so, how do I work I guess PS4 Pro, you couldn't call it a joke if you're like a first-time consumer of it, but I just didn't feel it was a big oh, enough... If you're a first-time consumer, it's a good console, yeah. I think. But if you're like already owning the PS4, it didn't compel me to upgrade. And what I always thought would be cool if they did was made an external thing that plugged into your original PS4 that maybe uh, overclocked a certain things. 
But yeah, yes. you know what's funny? <laughs> something, they that, do that? something that powers it up a little bit more, though. So that they I got thirty-two X. Hold up, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but didn't the PS4 do that with VR? Doesn't it have an extra box that makes it run yeah. at, at a higher frame rate? Mm, so they actually true. do have that. The processing that? box does handle 3D audio as well as some, um, yeah, the reprojection is what it's called. There you go. Interesting, there you go. so I was wrong. And by the way, guys, I got my PSVR to work on my PC, which was pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah, they've got a program now that allows you to, so like you can play, it, it, it appears to be a Vive to the PC. Oh, so. Wow. What, yeah, so watching some movies, check it. It unfortunately doesn't have a couple different types of head tracking. It's got one type, but it doesn't do room scale. But mm. I was pretty impressed um, to oh. sort of see how easy it was to get it to run. Because there was a rumor, there was a rumor at one time that Sony was looking at like a PC version of that. And I, I don't, I don't oh. think that's ever come about. But um, it's very comfortable, which is always nice. Yes, that's what I've heard. I mean, I've tried it too, and it was compared to the market. Vive. Months. the vibe we'll is like it. dude it's like it's like me strapping you to the my forehead man <laughs> you know the entire day your back hurts when you get done and you're like oh, was it worth it <laughs> but that's uh that's all the news we had to run down this week oh, i have wow. a question for alone yes. if, if you guys have a, a moment of course yeah Ayla, do you have a moment yeah 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 okay alone i cannot remember this so i had to ask you um, you don't get a chance to play a ton of games for a long period of time, right? Isn't that yes. what we sort of broke down? Okay. Correct. So, so here, here's me asking you, um, what causes you to, to play, ignoring Zelda, because it's Zelda, yeah. right? Yeah. What causes you personally to go, okay, this is a game that, that like, I want to put time in it. Is it prior to getting it? Like, is it because of the trailers? Is it because of, because I think you're a perfect example, to be honest, of a mm. of a current gamer who doesn't play deeply into a lot of games, it's true. It, it, what did they? Steam said eighty percent of people don't finish games. Yeah. Something like that is crazy. It kills me. So, oh, what causes you to go? This is this is the shit for me. Fuck, that's a that's a really good question. It's definitely not before the game because okay. obviously the, the the decision to stop playing a game will happen while you're playing the game, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, right. I, I I don't think people will look at a game say I'm going to buy it but not finish it. Um, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? That's awesome. Like yeah. it, it, maybe like there, there are some games that are like that. There, like if it's a, a big open world game, like yeah. I know people, some people that haven't fi- finished the main quest for for Skyrim, for instance. <clears> even though <throat> they've put hundred, even though they've put hundreds oh, no, of hours into it. Right? So. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> that, well, Alan, like exactly right. But for for me, <laughs> the the reason why I I I will can just continue to play into a game. I don't know. I just it's it, for me. It's story, I think. I think it's story and narrative. So, so long there as there's something pushing me along, and and we were talking about this before. I don't know if, if this was before the podcast or during, where I don't like playing a game if there's not a main mission to yeah, still to complete. You, like you, I, I don't like playing Fallout, finishing the main quest, and then just doing side quests. I need something to push me along, mm-hmm. and so long as there's, there's that there, I will continue to play the game. So if like if we're looking at Zelda Breath of the Wild. I haven't finished the main quest intentionally. So as I'm doing these side quests and, and exploring and stuff, which I do love to do, I've always got at the back of my mind, there's still something more for me to do. Like the main quest is still the focus for me. So I guess that's the best answer I can give. Man, I wish I lived near you because you and I are identical. I will, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I was joking with friends. I just call it like 
you know, the cat trap or the, the animal trap where there's a little bit of bait and I have to leave. <laughs> I have to play a game with myself. It's stupid because it's embarrassing because I have to admit it. But some games I leave a little bait that will. Yeah. So GTA, yeah. for example, I play GTA and I would leave that story mission because I'd be like, OK, when side missions become like repetitive or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I have and this main mission. they frequently do. Yeah, and they frequently do, and and it works for me. So yeah, I always wanted though, to know what you thought. You know? The the lore of games, I think, for everyone is the reward. You know, some people have, uh, for example, when I was reviewing Doom, I was like, you know, they constantly reward you for those new weapons, and I thought the game tapered off a little bit towards the end because they stopped rewarding you. People were like, oh, you're an idiot. You always need the carrot in front of you. But I'm like, part of the fun of a game mm-hmm. is overcoming yeah. a challenge, earning a it reward. Is. Something along those lines, and it's always been that theme under most of them. It's either a story rewards you with something really interesting about its universe. Uh, you get yeah. awesome loot, something along those lines. So yeah, I, I think it's not really bad to leave something ahead of you. To I just find it embarrassing back. that I have to do it. Like <laughs> I, I wish developers did it right. Like and they try. Some do where they're like, you can't do this main mission till you level up. But that becomes like a meta thing instead yeah. of in the game where it makes sense, where it's like you have to find seven clues. I would rather have that than you have to get to level seven. Like one yeah. is a game and one is in the game. Huge difference to me. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I was asking Lone is because he's like every time we talk, you know, it's like I've only played this game deep, this game deep, and I've touched this one and touched <laughs> that one. And I didn't want to go with Zelda because I think that that's just the fucking that's the easy one, even though he has hit on something that on our podcast we talked about for hours, which is Zelda doesn't reward you very well for particular dungeons, sure, you know, yeah. getting items. And, and, and so I didn't want to talk about that because I knew that we already had we, we already had covered it. But mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah, he, he is sort of the I mean, in all honesty, he's not. I think he's more realistic of a normal gamer than, for for example, Maddie and I. And, uh, Aled, what do you do? Do you, I mean, do you find, like, what causes you to continue to play a game? Um, well, as Lone said, it's that little, you know, that little nugget you want to go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But in the case of me and Skyrim, that nugget has just always been there. I've never actually gone back to finish it. It makes you feel like it's not done, so there's always something worth going back to. It, it's a... It is a mind game. Now, as you mentioned, it I've done that yeah. a couple of times where your, your adventure is not really done until it's done. I mean, there's some people, uh, this, this is a more somber example, but for example, uh, I remember there was that kid who, whose dad passed away and he was about to beat his dad's like ghost data. Oh, in a race, yeah. And he intentionally mm-hmm. let him win. So the game really never ended for him. You know, it's always still something left for him in that game, so to say. Um, like I said, cool. I know it's a sad example, but it's like that type of thing where you leave a little something there. And it's always worth coming back to. And so, yeah, I, I, that's not unusual or, or rare. Um, I just, I play mine differently. I, I scatter them out a little bit. Um, yeah. the, I mean, it really depends, though. Because it, it, some games like uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, I was like, fuck, get me through this already. You know, I, I like <laughs> the side quest. I was like, please, just too much right now. Just get me through the main story. Fallout 4 uh, is an example I can recall where I was like, dude give me the side shit just give it all to me and like i left the main story for a while and i come back and i just keep like mixing and matching between them and until i had it like all done and just finished the main mission and that was it um so yeah i, I see what yeah alid do you do your alid am i pronouncing that right alid yeah alid i apologize um so is there a game that you remember that you were like uh this 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 holds i don't want to hold up maddie because i think maddie has a <laughs> I can't remember which of us have something we have to do. Okay. Um, But is there a game that you're like, that that you remember distinctly going, I'm going to play it. And then you were like, no, I'm going to play it. Like, (laughs) Um, I I don't know if you know the game. Do you remember the Conflict series? Oh, of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really love those games, and I, you know, I did one mission a day, and it was, you know, oh. just a just to, you know, spread it out and really mm-hmm. enjoy the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had like, how many how many games did they make? They made like three or four? Three, three I think. Yeah, and I had them all in one go, so I just binged Holy that shit. for like a month. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Very yes. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I just wanted to get an idea, because everybody's different on that, and it, it's, it's weird what causes you to, like, continue to, yeah. to play it. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's different for everybody, I guess, but um, it's it's nice to hear that there's some overlapping stuff for some of us. Lone and I seem yeah. we're, like we're pretty much in the same boat for like faking ourselves out and holding <laughs> missions back. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty like, oh, like, oh, I'm going to have to develop your game for you because I don't like the way it's doling out missions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right, man. Well, we're out of time, sadly. Um, I do apologize. I mean, this one, hour and 22 minutes, not too bad, but usually yeah, we sit bad. around the two-hour range. Yeah, not too bad for the time squeeze we had. Alan, thank you so much for joining us. Really no had worries, a great no time, worries. and obviously I'll, I'll talk to you later on this month. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you for joining us. Carrick, Lone, as always, you guys are fantastic. And thank, thank you, the you. listener, for staying tuned this entire episode. We hope you enjoyed, and we will catch you next week. Peace, Peace. out.